0: If you, were, if you weren't listening yesterday while we figure out the gremlins in the system, Mike had an article talking about the uh, supporting cast around Aaron Rodgers and why that's a big part of the reason for the vastly improved 2020 stats for the Green Bay Packers. And the thing that jumped out to us when I read this, and I quoted this number to Tim and a couple of guests later in the show throughout the day, they left 69 catches for 1,281 yards and 15 touchdowns on the field last season, according to the film study of Mike Sando and the folks over at The Athletic. We're going to try to get Mike back on the line again. Mike, do we have you this time? Yes, I could hear you the whole time. You sound great. Okay, perfect. You sound great as well, sir. Glad to have you here. How That number that I just read, six, or those numbers, I should say, 69 catches for 1,281 yards and 15 touchdowns, that was jaw-dropping when I read it. Like I said, I, I read it to my to my co-host, Tim. I read it to other people later in the show, and there was always a beat of silence after I said it, Mike, because I think people are shocked when they read that. How shocking? How shocked should we be by those numbers? I guess it's yeah. a good place to start.
2: I think you should be shocked. Now, we always need context, like, okay, is that a normal season? You know, what's the standard being used? So when I did this story the first time before the season, um, I said, well, I want to know, like, what was it like when they were – we're having a great year. So I went back to 2014 and actually had a couple coaches in the league sort of watching this stuff with me too, to make sure our standards were good. And, and, uh, it was way less. It was actually almost very similar to what it is this year. Right. So it was an unusually bad year last year. And I think, um, you know, that helped feed the narrative of Rogers declining. But if you look back to last year, just think of, just go to like, Early in the year, the Chicago game, Rodgers rolls right. He's going outside the numbers, running at a full sprint, throws it back across inside the 10-yard line, across the other hash, the far hash, he just hits Jimmy Graham in the shoulder pad and goes to the ground. Let me go on the next play. Well, you'd like to have those caught, wouldn't you? <laughs> and this year, they've done a much better job. After the first couple of games, which were really rough, you remember the Detroit game was terrible, Um
3: They've been pretty good. Mike, I, I got to ask you also when when I heard those numbers it was like wow, as Rami said, and I'm like wow, that that's just a, that would mean Rodgers is over 60 touchdowns and an NFL record and then, so you start doing all the extrapolating all all these uh, numbers in your head. The first thing, however, after that, I, I thought of well, what would be like the league average because yes. this happens with every team, and is this a big number one? What would be might be the league average, but the other thing is this the biggest j- jump or decline from year to year? Right, and so obviously
2: you would not expect every receiver every catchable ball for the whole year, right? I and mean, that's just not right. going to happen. You're gonna you're gonna leave some on the ground, so. Um, I don't know what it is for the entire uh, league. I don't know exactly what is average, but in some of the coaches that I talked to um, who have done this for select teams, you know, they haven't done it for the whole league, um, you know, more of what 2014 and 2020 Packers is a little more normal, and the one from 2019 is abnormal. That would be way more than Mm -hmm. normal. And really what sent me down this path was – kind of the fact that I do this quarterback tiers thing every summer where I talk to 50 coaches and evaluators in the league and I ask them, you know, about all the quarterbacks and put them into tier one for the best and all the way down. And Rogers just like kept getting almost unanimous tier ones. And so you had people writing about that. And that's what really led me down the path. Cause I'm like, okay, coaches, if you're going to tell me that he's fine, then how come his numbers aren't as good? Right. I wanted to see that. And When you watch the incomplete passes, you can see it. You can just tell by looking at it. I'm sure if you and I did this together watching, we wouldn't be disagreeing on a bunch. It's not Mm -hmm. like the ball's flying three feet over a guy's head and we're saying that should be a catch. These are ones that pro receivers should make probably at least half the time.
0: Talking with Mike Sando of The Athletic here on Rami and Tim, your new afternoon show on 1250 AM. The Fan... Now, you obviously you're doing much more in-depth analysis and, and film study than than I do. I might watch a game two or three times for what I do for a living, Mike. But like you said, you guys are sitting down and breaking this down snap by snap, play by play, and charting what's a catchable ball or not. But to to the eye test, to the relatively untrained eye compared to you and guys who do what you do, Mike, watching Aaron Rodgers the last few years, it does feel like there were there were missed opportunities that, that were that were throws we got used to seeing Aaron Rodgers make, both the deep passes that not a lot of guys in this league can make, but also I remember at least a handful of times, Mike, on, on crucial third and short or fourth and short of, of a tight end or a wide receiver going over the middle of the field, and Aaron Rodgers, who normally in those situations is automatic, is throwing the ball at the guy's feet or three, four yards Behind him or in front of him? Am I imagining that? Is is that just because the announcer points it out and and it becomes a point of conversation, or, or is that or was that also happening and also part of the reason why we've seen a drop off in Aaron Rodgers' numbers?
2: Well, I think that I think there's some of that. Just you know, I haven't at charted. I mean, I I probably have the charting in my files where we did this work, and I could probably look and sure. see. You know, hey, it was a little bit more. Here's my impression from watching it certainly at least watching last year, I felt like the ones that he was missing on sort of frustratingly were sometimes the easiest ones, like the short pass. I mean, I just remember him one hop and one out against Seattle last year. Didn't they play Seattle last year? Maybe it was in Seattle. Yeah. I can't remember. But, it, you know, where you're just like, wait a minute, you know, if you gave a high school quarterback three throws on that, he might hit two of them. You know what I mean? Though I think there were a few more of those. And I don't know if that was, you know, just, my imagination that there were more of them or he's maybe, maybe everyone's on point a little bit more right now. You know, I think uh, that could be it. I would say this. I think there's actually fewer spectacular Rogers plays this year in my mind. And I think the reason for that is because things are working so well within the structure of the offense. We don't see Rogers running for his life and making an amazing throw back across the field that, you know the tight end wasn't quite ready for, and he should have been ready for, and it. it went through his fingers. You know what I mean? I feel like it's all in. They got the run game going.
3: It's he. It looks easy for him, doesn't it? It it does. And and you you need to incorporate this in, into some of these numbers with some understanding that you know last year that's a new system for a veteran guy like Rodgers to come on in and and have that communication with a new coach and a new system and the playbook and, and a little more study. And then he is used to different terminology for all this stuff. And, and to me, I, I take some of the numbers, not all of them. And certainly uh, there's, there's a lot to be said about your numbers. Like some of these guys are stepping up just based on maturity alone too. They're going to get a little bit better, but I mean, I, I look at it as the system also got a chance to be, you know, more solidified between Lafleur and Hackett and Aaron Rodgers in the terminology.
2: Yeah, I would, I would think that that's true. I mean, the, they've got some other things going. And, and there's, a, there's actually a whole section in this piece that um, people can find on The Athletic where I said fewer missed catches cannot account for all the increase. Other measurable factors. And I listened yeah. a you. and I thought one of the interesting ones was um, for being you know, a heavier run team than they maybe were um, sometimes in the past, they're throwing the ball a lot down by the end zone. So he actually has eight one-yard touchdown passes this year. That's the most in the league since at least 1991. And they're a very heavy pass team from the one. They have 20 plays from the one-yard line this year, and they passed on 13 of them. And that's number one out of 370 teams in the last 20 years who have at least 10 plays from the one. So wow. that's kind of interesting too, isn't it? That it's like you're you're sort of in this – you got the run game going. You're balanced. You're not asking Rodgers to just save the day on every play and keep diving all over the place with cross the field amazing throws. But when you get down in there close, you know, it's like he kind of, like Mike Holmgren used to say, throw him a cookie, you know, give him a little nice, easy, easy layup there, a little dunk, get him an extra eight touchdown passes, you know, this yeah, season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, pass rating goes up a little bit for MVP talk, you know, kind of kind of been a good year for him.
0: One of the other things that you point out, other other than the, the reduction in drops, was Aaron Rodgers taking advantage of, of empty stadiums on the road and, and the Packers putting up better numbers on the road than than we've seen from an Aaron Rodgers-led team in quite some time. We almost should have expected that, just with how crafty Aaron Rodgers is, even a, in a full stadium with the hard counts and everything else that he can do at the line to throw a defense
2: off. Right, Mike? Oh, completely. I mean, I think... I think the tier one quarterbacks advantages are compounded uh, or, or exaggerated on the road because of all of those things they do before the snap. Like the play that I discussed that I described um, in the lead of this was a, a play, I believe at Minnesota. Well, Rodgers is just casually walking up to the line, not a care in the world. He's looking both ways. Well, usually you're in the, Minnesota, you got to hear that freaking horns going off. You know it's stressful. <laughs> it's a bad environment. You can't. Your tackle can't hear you. You know the receiver doesn't get the check. Uh, suddenly they are get off on the line of scrimmage. The defensive end gets there and suddenly Rodgers is running and throws it away. You know instead of just standing back there and lobbing a nice sixty yarder right on the target with no one yeah. hitting him.
3: Yeah, I I I will will agree with you on this. You mentioned the the uh, MVP and And it's something I've thought about for for a while here., uh, that is healthy for an organization to have that. it It, it is extremely healthy for uh, you know everybody on that offense, certainly everybody in the organization to 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 go that route. And I noticed this, you know, not just this year, but in years past with Aaron Rodgers, they have done a lot more throwing inside that five yard line than most teams. but i do I do uh, like that. So now moving forward, Against the Rams on uh, Saturday, then against the Buccaneers uh, the following weekend, and then a win over the Kansas City Chiefs uh, a couple of weeks after that to win another title for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's, those are my predictions, but nonetheless... Do you see some of these
2: schedule already?
3: (laughs) Yes, I do. Do do you see some of these numbers changing at all? I mean, do you see this as uh, just the norm, or as the defense is, you know, get a little more challenging, that these numbers may change a little bit?
2: Yeah, I think there will definitely be bumps along the way, and you know, as much as a lot of people, including me, you know, uh, thought they needed to do a little bit more. Uh, to help the receiver core going into the season, you know, critical of trading up for Jordan Love um, without really, you can't really know, you know, what he's going to be uh, when you had this, you know, prime quarterback. And and they've, like I said in this piece, they've played well enough at receiver that no one's really saying that anymore. Everybody looks like a, a genius and maybe they are, you know, they've done a nice job. Obviously they're winning almost every game with Matt LeFleur. So they're doing something right. But I think this, like, One of the downsides, I don't know if it's a downside, but when you you play in this type of a controlled play-action offense, I don't sense that they have as much experience playing in the frenetic, not really sandlot, but two-minute, going fast, loud stadium, chaotic, hey, just a wink over to Jordy, and he knows exactly what we're doing, and it's, three thoughts ahead of what the DB on the other team is doing, I feel like they could get in a situation where, like against Tampa, the pass rush is there for whatever reason. Your protection plan is not good that week, or they're just beating your guys. And who do we have besides Devontae Adams, who now has Jalen Ramsey on him or or has a double team, who do we have that can win quickly? And I think that is still a question to be answered um, for them as the You get in the playoffs, people scheme you better. You know, they they really dive into it. Everybody has their best plan. Everybody's a little better. Um, Will we be saying, wow, amazing, Lazard and and MVS, these guys really stepped up and they were there in that situation? Or does everything kind of have to be right for those guys who aren't Devontae Adams to really flourish? And, you know, it's a small sample size of games. We shouldn't overreact either way, but it's just kind of in my mind.
0: That's Mike Sando from The Athletic. You can uh, find his work, including the latest article. Actually, it's a series of articles on the improvement of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' offense in the 2020 season. He's also at Sando NFL on Twitter, and a uh, very fun conversation about football with Mike Sando all the time. Thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate it, man.
2: Thank you. I enjoyed it.
0: And he joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Which uh, I am looking for that right now. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com.